This is CliffCentral.com. Tim Hutchinson is in the uh, liquor business. He's been in it for 35 years. He's no less than the founder of DGB and also a shareholder and CEO at the moment of the same company. He has a massive export and local wine business. He works with brands that you've used, you've loved. Uh, Bellingham, Douglas Green, Boschendal, Brampton, Tallhorse, Franschhoek, Sellers. I mean, I can go on and on. They're also distributors for various brands. And I see you even have my favorite, Tanta Sunny Cream, in your portfolio. Huh? That's impressive, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, I would love to sit here and talk nonsense to you about how great your products are, but it's not... Well, we should actually be doing a tasting, not talking about the woes of the shutdown. Well, I'll tell you what, (laughs) given uh, in any other date and place and time, I would say I'd be more than welcome to... to, to, I'd be more than happy to spend an entire week with you doing the said thing. But let's look at what what we've got to deal with here, because if anyone's been hit hard, it's um, liquor, cigarettes, tourism, travel, hospitality... There are a lot of industries that are taking strain, but probably an unnecessary amount of nastiness and spitefulness coming from government with respect to the liquor industry. Why? Well, I think, unfortunately, just to put it in perspective, we have the most Dacronian legislation in the world. Mm. No other industry in any other country has been completely shut down. Not, uh, not one. Not one. The only other country that's had crazy laws around liquor is Mexico, but yeah, let's talk about the real world. I mean, if you look at the world of wine production, California, Italy, France, Spain. Now, Spain and Italy have had serious issues. Their wine industry continued unabated while we couldn't export a bottle. Now, why, um, why, why have government given any explanation for why they think liquor No, needs- but I do think that if you look at the coronavirus sort of uh, war room with uh, the minister of police, who, who is a prohibitionist, uh, a very anti-alcohol, Mrs. Zuma, I think people took their own prejudices. And, you know, Mrs. Zuma was instrumental in a lot of the tobacco legislation. And this has been a gift, a gift from heaven. They have literally thought, gosh, forget about shutting this, these, this sector down. Maybe we can redefine liquor legislation going forward. You know, but we are talking about an industry that can direct and indirect their 520 odd thousand jobs at stake. Yeah. I was going to say this. There's no consideration really given for those people. Now in the wine business alone, I'm sure that there are thousands of people who are staring at the face of unemployment and likely a drawback in terms of the amount of, of money that that industry will make, which is millions and millions and millions of rands, right? Yeah, well, that's a quarter million people uh, are, are linked to the wine industry. But, they're, you know, the biggest stats, and let's not get stuck on statistics, but just when the government are desperate for money for social work, I mean, the excise from our industry is over $12 billion a year. The total taxes from our industry is over $30 billion a year. Ex- exports are $4 billion a year. You know why? Anyway, let's not go on to exports, but... You know, for me, let's let's say that we fully support the president. He's very decisive. But some of his his lieutenants, I think, have just got power drunk. I mean, yes, we fully understand that maybe Shabin's taverns, bars, and restaurants had to have a, a pullback mm-hmm. because there is a, there is a social spacing issue. But you know, the fact that let's just talk the internet that you can't order a case of wine to have delivered to your apartment tonight is just crazy. I mean, are you a schoolboy? All right, so what, uh, what, what happens in these circumstances? Because obviously none of those people you've just mentioned have read about the prohibition, which is just over 100 years ago. And yeah. they obviously didn't 
didn't pick up any history books that, that told the story because prohibition doesn't work. In fact, what it does is it sets up an, a nice ugly black market where prices are extortionate and where people are probably putting themselves in danger of falling foul of the law just by consuming those black market goods, sometimes even putting themselves in the way of, of danger health-wise. This is probably what's going on right now, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you know, if you look at tobacco, they're talking of, uh, you know, not only about that industry, I'm not a smoker, but, you know, they're probably 30, 40% of that sector is illicit already. Liquor is in the 20s and 30s percents already. And, and if you look at the history of not just the, the American case study, but wherever they've had prohibitionist type policies, the illicit trade flourish. Now, let me give you an example. The illicit trade are about gangsters. But secondly, you know, in the tell now, you can make, you can make cheap vodka and cheap cane from industrial type sea spirit. If you get it wrong, you can kill people. You know, so there's no, there's no control over that sector and there's no excise uh, uh, payments by that sector. So, you know, what a time for them to really establish themselves. You know, it, 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 you give them the momentum to get to where it is in China and India, where people, you can buy a counter for Johnny Walker with, uh, you know, uh, caramel colored, uh, cheap, cheap, ultra cheap whiskey under big brands. I mean, that's where you end up if you give open season to this kind of factor. So, um, I, I think unfortunately, you know, there hasn't really been very good dialogue. I don't think the government have wanted to listen to the, the industry and the industry, you know, I'm not saying there aren't, there aren't challenges. And that's why we spend a lot of money ourselves on, on some of our, our aware campaign and responsible drinking and all that. We're not, we're not saying there aren't issues, but there are a lot of companies that sit around that table. Like I, I was talking to Heineken on, on Friday night. I mean, you know, they literally operate in every country in the world. Yeah. Um, and so we can learn from these people. They've, they've, they, they've understood, uh, anti-alcohol, how governments have worked with industry to control alcohol, et cetera, et cetera. So well, I think, I think we've actually become the whipping boy, but now, uh, Gareth is so opportune you phone now, but I mean, I'm on an industry forum of CEOs. We're going to government now to say, look, you know, if you, if you don't move quite quickly, a lot of companies are going under. Do, do you um, think it's just crazy? I mean, I, I want to play devil's advocate here and just go back to the question of of you know maybe maybe there's this this tiny percentage of of all of us that must believe that the, these ministers that you've mentioned have our best interest at heart. I mean, what are the what are the best arguments against the tobacco and, and liquor industry? And let's focus on liquor because that's your business. What is the best argument you've ever heard against your industry? And and you mentioned the things that you were already doing before you were forced to by government or anyone else to make sure that people consume responsibly. I mean, we're we're all we're, we're constantly being bombarded with messaging about how you know drinking can be dangerous and alcoholism is a real problem, and it's not as if people are unaware. And most of that is sure. not not due to government spending money on that stuff. It's due to the the, the liquor industry doing it, frankly. Now, how much more? Well, you know, how much you, more do they want you to do? Do they want you to not be able to sell your product? No, look, I think it is an education thing. But you, you know, and and I'll give you one example that you might get is that there are real challenges around the distribution and sale of alcohol in the townships. Okay. But let me let me take the the battle back to Mr. Our Minister of Police. 
The real problem is we don't need any more laws. Can we implement the current laws we have? We know who the legal operators are in the townships. We know the runners that are breaking the law. We know the taverns, hundreds of them, that are not licensed. The police have been complicit in that. You know, if we, we want, we want to now create more laws to manage laws that aren't being policed. It's the lack of effective policing is the issue. Maybe it's more. And now the industry must be the whipping boy. Maybe it must be more laws to make those who already follow them suffer some more. Well, you, you know, I think you're getting close to the fire there because, you know, you've got laws to manage, laws to manage, you know. And the problem is, we know it. I, I remember one of the, the execs who works with me uh, gave me a classic example years ago. He was a youngster and his dad took him to Zimbabwe. His dad was a senior guy on the ANC. And he said, let's go to Zimbabwe. I want you to see a black country in action. So my pal went there and they met one of the top cabinet chaps in Harare. And he asked him one question. He says, you know, all the civil disobedience that you are doing, don't pay your lights and water, don't pay your rates and taxes, that you've got as part of your fight against the apartheid government. He says it's good and it creates pressure and it will be successful. But I've got one question for you. When you're in power, do you think everyone's going to start complying and paying their lights and water, et cetera? And, and that lawless mentality will change. And therein lies the problem, you know. So I think it – you know, let's not throw stones. No, uh, sure. I just think if, if you go to really, you, you want to go to Russia or to to China, uh, the word democracy doesn't doesn't work. No, but yet they manage things. Putin is, you know, is ruthless. Well, it's interesting. And they have some serious alcohol challenges. It's interesting. But they don't I mean, you, alcohol. you bring up Russia, and Gorbachev tried to make Russia a dry country in the in the 1980s yeah. because there was a huge mortality rate in adult males because, yeah. you know, people uh, they hopelessly overdrink, and that's probably because their lives are so horrible in cold parts of Russia, sure. and vodka is easily yeah. available and cheap. So he tried to essentially create a prohibition in in russia it didn't last terribly long in fact the, the president after him yeltsin we all know was a complete alcoholic it's almost like a, an ironic just desserts that russia got for that but what it did is it made people brew their own stuff in their back gardens and and trust yeah, me i know smart people there are smart people i know who are trying to make their own stuff out of pineapples and god knows what i mean it's, <laughs> it's dangerous stuff right you can't do this it is yeah but, you know, the, all our overseas, we're very big in the export sector. And all the guys, they cannot believe it because, you know, if you talk to Italians or the French people, mm. you know, wine is about uh, the family getting together over the table in the garden on a Sunday and drinking good wine. You come to our Boschendal or our Franschuk properties in summer as a tourist and sit there having a glass of good Chenin Blanc under the oaks. I mean, it's part of, of, of the finer things in life. It's mm -hmm. about friends. It's about celebrating. You know, there's nothing wrong with it, it it's, uh, if it's managed well. So, but, I mean, it's quite ludicrous that my daughter finds me to say, geez, Dad, all my ex-velocity mates, now these are women in their early 30s with families now. God, can your dad help me? We've got no wine left, you know. <laughs> all right. So you're, you're shut down at home. Yeah. Can't you sit down with your partner and have a glass yeah. of wine in every evening and, yeah. and try and, and be a little more positive? You know, it's and not again, about just because some people can't control themselves and misbehave doesn't mean that the rest of us have to be punished as a result. And I'm I'm saying yeah. this not only in respect of 
of alcohol, but it means the same when you're talking about a virus. If if you're a, a person who's at risk, you should take care to make sure, sure that you're safer than everybody else and that you avoid public places and so on. But if you're young and healthy, it appears this virus doesn't have as much of an effect on that population. So get on with it. Get your life back in order and start your business up again if you can. Look, I think, Gareth, we got to hope that the government have to realize that whatever the number of lost jobs People are talking about a million jobs have been lost or going to be lost. After closing the hospitality industry, the restaurants, Shabins, a million have gone already. We're on our way to two million jobs lost. I don't think government fully appreciate the level of, of damage that's being done to the economy. So I, I think our Minister of Finance, and full credit to him, he does. hasn't supported these decisions. Yeah. Has They've got to give him a hearing to say, listen, no one wants us to run off to the IMF for funds, but God, we have source of funds here. You know, here's, here's 12, 13 billion a year. That pays a few, a few, a few loans back. Um, so let's, let's have good sense prevails, but it's, uh, it's very frustrating. You know, I'm, re- I feel I'm responsible for nearly 600 families. A lot of them will work for us for many years in our different wineries and that. Geez, they, you know, we, 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 we're paying them, we, uh, but, you know, how long can we keep doing it if we, we can't operate our business? So, well, hell, it's, it's very, and, very trying times. And all of this also in an atmosphere where increasingly you were limited in what you could advertise and where you could market your products, which is, which is also something quite draconian. I mean, again, uh, you know, people, responsible people should know the rules. Under a certain age, you can't drink, blah, blah, blah. But it seems to me that uh, the, the, one of the few places you'll still be able to sell your your goods and, and, and promote your message and tell your stories is on the Internet and pretty much nowhere else in the media, I'm afraid. Well, I think, you know, Gareth, the way the world's changing, uh, you know, you know, we're do, our winemakers are now doing online tastings for our overseas clients, you know. Well, that's it. That's why, that's why uh, I started and, uh, this it's, business. And it's, 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 it's unbelievable that, you know, you, you – you, you're probably closer to the fire on just how this is going to change. Uh, cha- the technology has really – we're now on a new technology wave, and it's uh, – it's, uh, Well, it's one of the reasons I'm not in TV and radio, and I'm doing what I'm doing now. It's, it's, exactly. It's the only place where you actually can behave something – you know, resembling a free person. It's it's great to talk to you, Tim. I really appreciate you spending some time just explaining your position to us. Again, if there's anything we can do, please let me know. Um, I say that not just as as a fan of of what you you guys make, but also because the message that you are trying to get out there is not just about the product here. It's about the people who work for you. It's about the jobs and the lives that will be changed forever if government don't start making some very important and urgent decisions. Yeah, well, let, let me, I think, give you a, a new modus operandi. At sunset every day, a glass of nice South African wine and uh, chill out. I'm lucky. I stocked up and I don't like to drink. <laughs> I don't like to drink on my own, but tonight I'll do exactly that for, for you and all of your people. Great. Good, good speaking to you. Cheers to you, Tim. Thank you. This is CliffCentral.com.